Greetings, aliens. It is me, your one and only host, Ella Sanchez, and I'm going to go by that for low-key purposes. Um, you may know me as Gabby Sanchez in real life, and you can still call me that. <laughs> but anyways, um, where do I begin? I think I'm just going to start off with a teaser and trailer, like a two-second introduction about myself, and then we're getting into the podcast. So... Let's do it. So I am a Peruvian woman in Los Angeles. I was born in California, then I moved to Florida when I was about like seven. Yeah, I was seven. And then I moved back to California when I was about 12 or 13. So I was like in eighth grade when I came back. I've been living here ever since. So I am currently 21 and I'm going to school in Miami, but I actually got in during the pandemic. So I have actually no idea what my campus looks like whatsoever. But hopefully I moved back to Miami in 2021 because I have hella family out there and I just need to change an ambiance and scenery. So today is a a podcast that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now, a topic that I have been dealing with for practically my whole life and hopefully other people can relate to it. Um, Let's see. But before I get into that, before I get into that, Um, I just want to say that the name of this podcast, I've been going back and forth about it, and the name of this podcast, wow. I had the idea in my head for quite some time, and then I looked up on Spotify and Apple Music, mainly Spotify, I love Spotify, but everyone, like a a solid five people had the same name I wanted to give it, so I was like, I don't want to be that unoriginal, so I have given it a title. Hopefully, I actually didn't check into this if anybody has my name or my, my podcast name on Spotify. But as of now, it is me, Ella Sanchez on Nadie Preguntó because nobody asked for this podcast. That just translates to nobody asked for the people that don't speak Spanish. And for that matter, um, this is a bilingual podcast, aka just like code switching every two minutes because I do that in real life and I'm probably going to accidentally do it on here. I don't know. You know, it's just how I am. But yeah, let's let's just get into the pre-podcast topic and hope you enjoy stay a while and have some coffee have some tea drink your water whatever makes you feel happy right now just enjoy have a blast and i hope that it's a fun time bada bing bada boom let's get into it anyways so i want to talk about this really quick because my family my parents are both from peru and my sister and i were born in california so i feel like it's important for me to talk about this because there's really no media coverage on the peruvian political crisis right now it's just not being covered really anywhere there's like few articles about it and i also am getting these sources from people that are living this currently on twitter like they keep posting videos and they keep posting updates as their news comes in and then they're putting it online, which I can see, which is really helpful for me for me to keep updated and informed and seeing like videos of actually like this going on is really important for me to see instead of, you know, Telemundo making it seem like it's the end of the world. You know, it's like that's like how Telemundo is. They always be like, oh, like <laughs> protests are going on. They're all getting really rowdy and violent. I'm like, no, I quite literally saw a police officer being like, Ah, yeah, matalo, matalo, because like honestly, it's it's not good, and I'd rather just put on what's going on from what I've been seeing on my end, 
which quite literally is just the quite opposite of in favor of the Peruvian government as of now. So, and my father, he believed in the former president Vizcarra's vision of getting rid of the corruption in Peruvian government. And once Vizcarra got too close, it ended badly for him. So let's get into it. And I hope that you learned something from this. I learned a lot about in general government in a different country. So let's get into it. So the former president, Martin Vizcarra, he was wrongfully impeached before his term was finished. I believe he had five months left of his term. And this all is happening during the COVID-19 pandemic, which is really not the time at all, not the time to wrongfully impeach a president that's just trying to get everything under control when you couldn't have just waited. You could have just waited five months, but no, apparently not, not this time. So the Peruvian Congress, which had impeached Viscata, they are known for having their sketchy past. Their members are a bit sketchy. They have their own scandals. Wish I could go into that, but that would be a whole different podcast for me. So just trust me when I say that they're pretty scandalous and sketchy. So unfortunately, Manuel Merino, he took office, which caused protests to break out as they rightfully should have been protests, as I am so for the protests that have been going on there. And the protest broke out because it is unlawful how Peruvians, they did not vote for Merino whatsoever, not in any shape, way, or form. They voted for Viscata or anyone during the presidential election for Peru. So it's unlawful. That's why protests were breaking out and going insane and just rightfully protesting against their government because it just wasn't lawful. So... The protests continued for, I believe, a week, a couple days. And then Merino, fortunately, he resigned on November 15th of 2020, but he is missing. Nobody knows where he is. He's MIA. But as of now, Francisco Sagasti, he is an economist and he has now taken upon Peru's presidency. Although Merino is MIA, during those protests, two protesters were killed and one of them was actually known to be kidnapped according to him, he claims to be kidnapped. And the one that was kidnapped, he was kidnapped, so-called by the Peruvian police, and I hope that he is well, I hope that he is being safe. Um, He actually got a video of him recorded and somebody posted it online and he said that he is fine, he's doing well, which I'm I'm happy to hear. So not only is Medino MIA, he is still receiving full benefits as a president, quote, quote, for only being president, quote, for five days. So he gets health insurance, he gets gas money, he gets security guards, he gets a car and a driver, and the cherry on top, he gets 4.3K for life, which is equivalent to like 15,600 soles in the Peruvian currency, just for being president for five days. Like that just is really fucked up. So lastly, to make it, to wrap it up for this little section, what can you do? Oh, what can you do? Um, let's talk about it. You can spread awareness. Although I believe things have died down since Sagasti has taken the Peruvian presidency, it's still unlawful how there were three different presidents during, like, within one week for Peru. It was very chaotic and it wasn't fair for Peruvians. Like, the main focus right now should be for every country, every politic, like, every political figure, every president, whatever you want to call it needs to be focusing on COVID-19, the pandemic. So that is what I want to say. Spread awareness on that. Even though it has died down, it's still relevant. It just happened quite literally a few weeks ago. 
And I just think it's important. So lastly, last important little news before I get into the actual topic of today, which actually has nothing to do with politics. But anyways, um, Guatemala. Guatemala. So Guatemalan protesters have set Congress on fire during the budget protest, which is according to Guardian, to the Guardian. Yeah, I'm going to quote them because I have not fully looked into it yet, but I will. So according to the Guardian, they have stated hundreds of protesters broke into Guatemala's Congress and burned part of the building down amid growing demonstrations against President Alejandro. Oh, I can't say his last name. Okay. Just, oh man, his name is pretty long, but anyways. Um, But yeah, President Alejandro and the legislature for approving a budget that cut educational and health spending. So just so we're clear, just so it's out there, Guatemala is also going through a political crisis. And I feel like it's important to also include that because my one of my friends is actually Guatemalan and it's just important to talk about political issues going on. But with that said, let's actually get into the podcast episode today. So I hope you enjoyed the little section. I just think it's important to talk about that really quick before I get into anything else. Because if anybody does hear this, I think that it's important for them to talk about this and hear about this because there's no media coverage about it that much. And when there is media coverage, it's mainly on Twitter or Telemundo or like those webs or those like uh, TV like news like outlets that are really making it seem like it's the end of the world, scaring people when it's really it is scary, but don't put it on protesters that are rightfully protesting their right to a really terrible government right now and handling things very incorrectly. So hope you enjoyed that. I'm low-key out of breath, but let's get into it. So I hope you enjoyed that little um, little history lesson for right now. But now to the podcast episode. Oh my. So I'm going to say the name of this podcast title, and it's going to be about body dysmorphia. Now, now, I'm going to give a disclaimer and trigger warning. So if you are triggered by this topic, please feel free to exit now. It is definitely not an easy topic to talk about, but if you would like to stay, please enjoy this, you know, in-depth analysis of body dysmorphia through my lens and through my eyes, living through it and experiencing it firsthand. And yeah, um, if anybody is staying, I hope you enjoy. So let's get into it. Okay. I'm gonna start by saying this one little statement a million times because I feel like people need to hear this. There is nothing wrong with your body. I'm gonna say it a hundred times. There is nothing wrong with your body. There is nothing wrong with your body. Because really, there isn't anything wrong with your body. You may think that. And honestly, I need to learn that lesson too because there really is nothing wrong with my body whatsoever. But it's not easy. It's definitely not an easy task. So where do I begin with this topic? Wow, there's a lot to unpack here and a lot's going on. But I am here to talk about it. And it's it's a lot of, it's heavy. It's a heavy thing. And like I mentioned earlier, if this makes you uncomfortable or is a trigger for you, I understand completely. Just going to give another quick disclaimer out there. So let's begin. So I have mentioned I'm an, um, I have Peruvian immigrant parents or just immigrant parents as a whole topic within itself. So I currently live with my mom and my sister and we all work out every single day. A little toxic if you ask me. <laughs> And I, I'm going to mention that 
working out every day is not really helpful. It's not, it's not like if you're trying to lose weight or anything like that, that's great for working out every day. But if you're doing working out as like for a mental health thing to like take care of yourself health wise, or you just want to like understand your body more, yes, go for it. Because I mainly work out for those reasons now, because when I was growing up, I, I was so focused on losing weight to the point where like I lost sight of how important it is to work out for your mental health and your like physical health. But not really like I put so much value on working out as like, oh, like if I do a million crunches, I'm going to have like a six pack by tomorrow. And if I eat like one grain of rice with like a salad, we'll be good. But that's not what it is. Unfortunately, it's not what it is. And starving yourself will not be the answer. I've learned that way as well. And I have been through pretty ugly moments with, you know, a whole weight loss journey and everything like that. So I actually don't even have before and after pictures and I really don't even like to weigh myself. Even back then, I still don't anymore because I just like spiral. I just think it's very irrelevant to think about. But oh man, my immigrant parents, especially my dad, primarily and mainly my father, um, he really... He really set the stone high up on the pedestal for, you know, for being insecure about myself. So thanks. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much. But anyways, I think I remember. I remember. um, I was, I don't know how old I was, but I was really young. I was very young. And one day I was trying to put on jeans and I was like laying on my back because like I was pretty chubby, you know, I was really young. Like I didn't think about my weight that young, but oh wait, no, I did. <laughs> I, I'm lying. I really did. I was thinking about my weight when I was about maybe 11, which is really fucked up. It's really sad. And I hope that the people that are going to grow up in the next generation don't think about their weight and just exist and live their life however they want to eat, whatever they want. But Anyways, so I was like trying to put on these jeans and I was like laying on my back because I was just like, you know, little chubby, not a big deal. And my dad's like watching me struggle and he's like laughing at me. He's like straight up just like laughing to my face. And I'm like, dude, like I look back at that now, like present day 21 year old me. I was like, that's so fucked up. Like that's really fucked up and that's really dark. And that's like really fucked up for like a father to like see how hard it is for a woman to grow up in general and like him being like oh that fucking sucks for you fatty like it's really fucked up and it's really dark but I have learned to not listen to that I'm past that it's been years you know it's been quite some time since that happened it's been over a decade since that's happened but still like I think I remember those I remember those stories like I remember it vividly as if it happened yesterday I was I don't remember how old I was but it happened and he's like haha mira que pasa cuando siempre come like that kind of deal and I who man if I had guts back then it would have been game over for him but anyways my dad has always regulated what I eat even to this day, he still does. I think I went to get food with him one time a couple months ago, and um, I believe we got, like, from this one restaurant, they gave us breadsticks, and the breadsticks are so fire. Oh my god, I could eat those, like, for the rest of my life and be happy, and they're really good. Like, I got four of them, because I want four. (laughs) Like, fuck you, I want to eat how much I want, and I got a salad, because I actually like their salads there, and I was eating and he's like, I no, 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 no comes mas, no comes mas, no puedes comer eso. I'm like, please, fuck you. I want to eat whatever I want. You are not like, you can't regulate what I eat anymore. Like, I'm not like 10 anymore. Like, you can't do that. 
I'm a grown ass adult. Like, how would you feel if I started telling you, ay, no comes eso? Para que? Like, you know, it's really fucked up. So I'm like, please, bro, don't tell me how to live my life and don't tell me how to eat and what not to eat because I can assure you, I'm not gonna like it. So yeah, like I mentioned, immigrant parents and the whole weight thing it's like oh they always say like oh my god when you lose weight you're gonna find a guy i'm like fuck you i won't like stop like stop putting that thought in people's heads not just women like everyone's head like oh my god when you lose weight you're gonna find someone i'm like no please do not teach someone that that's so fucked up that's such a toxic way of thinking that's like really disgusting like i just don't get it it's really 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 fucked up so And all, like, my dad says to this day is, like, all he compliments me is, like, my weight. That's pretty much it. He's like, oh, my God, you've lost weight. Congrats. I'm like, fuck off. Please. Like, I know you were never there for me that much when I was younger. And I know you know nothing about me. But, um, please stop giving me that compliment. Or what you so-call is a compliment. Like, it's really not. Like, I still eat whatever I want. I eat, like, fried food all the time. I eat fries every fucking week. I, I eat like probably three times a week fries because I, I will never give that up. And no nutritionist or health physician will ever tell me to give up fries. I don't give a fuck. I'd rather die from high cholesterol and sodium than ever give up fries, just so we're clear. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. I'm pretty chill with how I look right now, even though I wish I I wish I did not have to see myself in the mirror and be like, oh, let's let's go down to like you were a 30 something in waist now you're like a 29 28 let's go to like 24 you know it's really like it's really bad and I am still learning I am still learning I'm trying my best but I will get there it's just a process so um but yes I want to get into how um I actually don't plan to record these unless I unless someone wants me to record these I don't know but as of now I don't really plan to record my podcasts, but I want to say, since nobody knows what I look like unless you know me in real life, um, although I may suffer from body dysmorphia and how I, like, I'm obsessed with how I look, like, like, body-wise, not really, like, physical features, like, I always, like, watch what I look like in my face because, you know, I am 21, I am quite young, but I want to be able to age nicely and gracefully and however that works, but body dysmorphia-wise, um, I, like, even though I don't feel, I mean, no, even though I feel like I have, like, the most shitty body in the entire world, I still would fall under the societal standards of what is looked for in a woman's body. I do. As much as I hate my body right now, I do. I'm, I'm, like, I went from a size, like, 12 and above in jeans and, like, bottoms and stuff to, like, a size 8 to a 10 mostly an eight sometimes like I have lost dramatic weight but even though I've lost so much weight I still see myself as like that chubby kid that like got laughed at you know and I actually do have this one picture of myself from when I was living in Florida I went to the beach with my class like a while ago like if I could remember I would but my friends at the time they were very skinny they were very very skinny like definitely like model like skinny And I, like, when I saw that picture of myself, I was huge compared to them. I was huge. Like, dude, I had the, like, fucking thighs going on, like, the stomach coming out, and, like, my huge boobs. I was just like, 
oh my god I like every time I see that picture I look I like I'm like in awe of how like different I looked compared to like everyone in the photo especially the girls there so and also I was in like probably elementary yeah elementary school like I was very young I it was weird I don't remember much of it it I just saw that one picture and I just remember the day but I don't have the picture with me so but yeah even though I feel like I don't like my body whatsoever sometimes I still like I still fall under the societal standards of what a woman's body should look like you know I'm not like a size two never once have I ever been and I don't ever plan on it it's just not something I could ever get to because I feel like when you've lost so much weight I feel like your body just like says enough it's like okay I can't lose any more weight please like stop trying and I feel like I've gotten to that point where I can't lose any more weight and that's okay I'm trying very hard every day to accept that's okay because I can't force something that my body can't do you know but I, I will say, I do fall under that societal standard of what my body can look like for the ideal, quote, I quote, ideal woman, like, shape. And also, since we're going to get into that, I mean, I also consider myself fair-skinned or racially ambiguous because it's been very 50-50 for me. Some people automatically assume I'm Latinx and some people assume I'm white. Like, it's always 50-50. It's never been, you know, like one or it's always been one or the other and it just depends on how people perceive me it really just depends on them so yeah yeah it's like always 50 50 for me so but i will say being fair-skinned or white is very much admired by society like especially like the modeling agency and like whole like tokenism going into it like it gets it gets really deep into that. We can always go into that. I can go on and talk about this for days, but that would be like a whole five hour long podcast with every topic involved and subtopic involved. But for right now, I am societal standard of the ideal woman body shape. I would fall into that category. Reminds me of a story, actually. So I used to shop at this store called Mango. It's actually, I believe, is a store based and founded in Spain. And when I went to Spain, I found this store and I found a couple stores that are really, really cute. But what it's weird about like most out of country sizing, I don't know what it is, but like when I went to Peru, I got a hoodie that was labeled as XL. And then when I tried it on, it quite literally felt like a small or an extra small. But anyways, and then same for this brand and like the other stores I found in Spain, they have like interesting and weird measurements, if that makes sense. Like, like I bought these pair of jeans, like to this day, they're like my favorite pair of jeans. They're like the holy grail of jeans for like short women. And they, they just like, they were made for me. I just know it. Like somewhere in the world, they were made for me. And I'm thankful I have them in my closet, but just like all the jeans I tried on before, I think it's called, like this store is called Stradivarius, I believe. And it is such a cute store. And like, I love their jeans, but quite literally I tried on every single size that would possibly fit me in that store, Stradivarius. And then it took me until the very last one to find the holy grail of the jeans that I have. Because I think I went through like a size... 10 and then I went through a size 12 and then like I don't know where I ended up I don't remember what size they are to be honest but 
I have finally, like the last pair of jeans, I tried them on and they were the ones. Like, like I tried on like 15 different pairs before the last ones. And then the last one was like the holy grail. I was like, bingo, this is it. But anyways, so back to the store, mango, the fruit. So mango has really nice stuff, but unfortunately they just give me like fast fashion vibes. Like any big corp, like fashion store, I just automatically assume is fast fashion. Don't really need proof. I just, I feel it. And I've been doing a whole semester project on fast fashion and its environmental impact on the the planet. Like I, I kind of did the research already, but I had the website pulled up. But anyways, long behold, story time that you didn't ask for. This store mango. I loved it when I was in Spain. My mom and I loved it. And then when we, when we came back to the States, when we came back from that trip, we really loved their clothing, Mango, and like the other stores we saw. And we wanted to see if they could get it delivered to us in the US. So they do. Mango does, especially. So I was looking at their stuff and I was like, ooh, these are really nice. And then I saw some jeans and I was like, wait a minute. These are really cute. I want these. So I tap on it and then I see the drop down box for their sizing. And I think the highest it went to was like a size 10 ish. Yeah, I believe it's 10 at the time it was. And I think only like select pants had up to a size 12 in their regular section. And then like, I was confused. I was like, wait, I'm not a size 10. Like, what do I do? Ah, I panicked a little bit. Then I saw they had a plus size section. I was like, oh, I mean, I was kind of disappointed. I couldn't find my size. So I just started looking at the website. And then I found that their version of plus size is 12 and above. I was like, whoa, I had no idea that was coming. Because every brand has their own version of plus size. And I was just like very like caught off guard because I've never seen that before. I don't know. I don't know why. I just thought that was very, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. I just never really noticed. I was like, whoa, wait, this brand thinks that my size is like plus size? I just, I've never been used to that. So I was like, wait, but like how come you have a couple other select pants that are like up to 12 and you're like regular section but then plus size is just like 12 and above for certain other clothing i was very confused and then but i am seeing right now that these models are great they look beautiful in these clothing and, and all these clothing like style and looks and i just hope that there's no tokenism involved in this because a brand can promote so much plus size inclusivity and just inclusivity as a whole construct and concept, but still get like have the models be treated terribly. So I really hope there's no tokenism involved, but I'm loving the brand. Unfortunately, it just gives me fast fashion vibes. So I won't be shopping there anymore, aside from the clothing I already have from there. But other than that, very cute stuff. I was just very surprised at their sizing. I don't know. And I'm looking at their jeans right now. Yeah, they go up to a size 22. That's great. We really do love inclusivity. So, anyways. Also, not to mention, we are in a pandemic. Like, we are supposed to be quarantined for a while. Like, this entire 2020 has been about staying indoors and going out when it's necessary or like for work or for, you know, grocery shopping or for anything that's important for you to be, you know, just going out for not getting fucked up and wasted. So my thing is, 
it is okay if you have gained weight in quarantine or the beginning, you know, months of quarantine when everything was like broken out, like in March, April, whatever. That is fine. That is like the most normal thing your body can do. The most normal thing. Like, cause you're not going out like all the time, like before COVID, you'd be going out for like several reasons, like getting groceries, like going to work, whatever, going to school or whatever. And believe it or not, like you being in daily motion is pretty beneficial for your body as much. Like, even if you don't work out, it's pretty beneficial for you to actually just like move, walk and be active even throughout your day, really. And the fact that we couldn't do that because of like the pandemic and we were forced to stay indoors, the lockdown, you can't really go anywhere. You can work out all you want in your home, but like not being able to access a gym or any form of, you know, exercising or whatever, or just daily activity really just stunts your body. Like that's normal, that's fine. And no one should feel ashamed for quarantine weight or quarantine gaining. Like it's so normal. And I feel like people are like thinking it's like not normal. They're like, oh, I I have gained weight in quarantine. I'm like, dude, so have I. I literally had a four pack in quarantine and then I immediately lost it because I just kept eating and I was just having a fun time, like actually trying not to bully myself into not eating foods and eating in general, like really unhealthy and stuff like that. I mean, to be honest, skipping a meal is never good. Even though I only eat two meals a day, I feel like that's enough for my body. You just have to understand how your body works. And it's like a lot to learn. And it does take a long time for you to understand how your body works. But once you understand and you get the hang of it, it's like a breeze. Like everything makes sense and you know what not to do and what to do. And yeah, it's really just like how you understand yourself and how you carry that. But anyways, let's go into the timeline of my weight loss journey as if anybody asked. But like I previously mentioned, I used to be like a size 12 above and I was about a 30 to 32 waist range in high school, especially. Probably even bigger than that, if I'm being honest. I never really liked to measure myself during that time because I knew I was pretty chubby at the time. I just like, I felt really insecure. I didn't really want to like put numbers. My bad, y'all, this is live. So I had to take a little break, had to get some water, but I'm back, so back into it. So like I mentioned, I have been working on and off, you know, working out on and off for like about since I was 14 or 15. So, uh, yeah, and I still ate pretty bad, like regardless, I would work out and then I'd be like, all right, let's get some ice cream, you know, from like Baskin Robbins, like, oh, dude, but their ice cream is so fire. I love it. But anyways, um, yeah, so prior to COVID-19 though, um, prior to the pandemic, um, I was dancing every day in college. Like that's like kind of my workout type niche you know that's like where I feel the happiest when I work out if anything that's like the like the most positive experience that came out of like the whole body dysmorphia issue and like my weight loss thing like the best thing that came out of it was learning that dance was like one of the greatest things that I could ever do for myself body wise and my mentality wise and getting to understand my body and what it needs the most I'll get into a story about dance in a minute but like I said, prior to COVID-19, the pandemic, I was dancing every single day from like 8 a.m. to like mid-afternoon. And like some dancers, most of them do like from 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m., like nonstop. Like it's a very common thing for dancers to be dancing every single day, every minute of the day. And uh, I'm glad I didn't work out or work every single part of my body that much, but 
I wish I could have more and, you know, just like learn more about myself. But I did learn a lot during that time. But I was dancing from Monday to Friday. Excuse me. Which caused me to lose a lot of weight. Like I have tried every possible workout routine that you can think i've tried fucking videos on youtube i've tried from tips that people have told i've had a personal trainer like twice or three times in my life and none of them really got me to lose like such traumatic or no not traumatic well dramatic weight loss like i've never seen it until like after dance like after the like after like everything closed down every like everything closed down for the pandemic and everything was in lockdown i like noticed i was like oh my god what like it was, it just took a turn on me. I was like, oh my God, did I, did I finally lose the weight I've been trying to this whole time? And like I mentioned, I put so much value onto losing weight, like as the only goal, because I was never able to do that for myself, like on my own, with my own workout and everything, because I would eat really bad. And then like, I would like, yeah, I just ate really terribly. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll go to the gym like five days a week, but then I'll eat really terribly. I was like in that metabolism where like I was like my body was like really adjusting it was like whoa dude what are you doing like you're working out every single day I love that but why are you giving me ice cream at 10 p.m right now (laughs) it just didn't make sense so I was like I put so much value on that I was like once I lose weight it's over for you guys like it's over and then like I'm gonna gonna be like posting my body every two minutes and like I'm not doing that because when I finally reached to like a pretty okay weight that I am right now, I was like, okay, I'm going to flex this when I have it. Cause most of the time your body's fluctuating every single day. In case you did not know that your body fluctuates pretty much every single day. Like if you eat like pretty heavy food, you're going to be constipated for quite some time. I've learned that the hard way. If I'm going to be eating Peruvian food, which I hold near and dear to my heart <laughs> as a Peruvian that I am. I'm going to be constipated the whole time. Like every time I'm like, yeah, like I'll eat the pollo la brasa for sure with the arroz y pablo macaina y todo eso. Yeah, I'm going to be constipated for a really long time. Really long time. I don't regret it though. Like I just make some tea and go to the bathroom somehow, maybe take some fiber, you know, got to do what you got to do to, you know, execute that. But I put so much value on losing weight instead of actually caring so much about like the whole working out as a regimen or however you say that like as a whole thing as a whole construct when we should be working out if you really do want to work out because honestly I can't even blame anyone that doesn't because I know it's fucking difficult I I know it is like I have been there I have been. I have been at the point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do this. I And most of the time, I'm very much sick of it. I'm at the point in my life where working out is great, but I am really tired of it. It is getting very annoying. And I honestly, I would love to hear what workout athletes, like those like gym shark athletes or whatever, if they really work out every day or like those like Instagram athletes. I want to know if they actually do get tired of it because I sure as hell do. And I can go into a whole topic about that because trust me, working out is great, but I can assure you, it gets so boring. Like everyone's like, yeah, I just went to the gym. I just got pumped. I'm like, but like, I can assure you, you probably did not have that much fun. And I don't really like going to the gym with like friends or anything. Cause I feel like I just like doing everything on my own. I'm like used to going out by myself. I'm used to like, you know, getting groceries by myself. I'm used to like, 
you know, doing everything on my own. So like when people come with me, I'm like, why are you holding me back? Like I'm running errands, like, please don't bother me. And I like to be by myself all the time. I can go into a whole topic about that too, but wow. I just put too much value on working out, like losing weight as like the final result when I should have been focused more on, you know, caring about how my mental health is and physical health and like what I can learn about my body, what my body can do that I didn't know it could, you know, like those things matter the most to me. And like for me to be like healthy in that way and for me to be aware of those things, because the more you understand your body, the more you will know what it needs and what it doesn't like right now I am meat and dairy free and I have dairy like very minimally I'm not lactose intolerant but my sister is and dairy for her is like a bomb for me it's like whatever I can have ice cream that is with dairy but I just choose not to for like the environmental aspect same with meat like if I'm going to be eating meat it'll be very rare not like the meat itself but like it'll be a rare occasion that I do that and the only time I do eat meat is when I'm eating Peruvian food, like a cultural thing. Like if I go to a Peruvian restaurant and I feel like eating lomo saltado, then I will. But most of the time, I'm more of a pollo a la brasa fan. That's just me. That's just me. But it's just what it is. I'm, I'm a huge chicken fan. I don't know. But I, I am meat and dairy free and dairy as in like minimal amounts. Like I will shop dairy free. I have vegan cheese in my fridge and I make a vegan grilled cheese like almost every day. It's like fucking slaps. I recommend. <laughs> I really do. My mom's into it. Like she loves the vegan grilled cheese I make because it's like so simple and it's like so fucking good. Also, I am also meat and dairy free in the sense that I don't, I, I, I know it's a lot of agricultural influence like there's a lot that goes into processing meat and dairy like I do it mainly for the environmental aspect like the agricultural like impact on the environment like I don't really like like I know what goes behind the scenes about those things and I'm not a fan of it you know but hey you know what I gotta eat some form of protein that's chicken for me so that's really where I go through that and I to be honest with you I have not noticed a lot of changes I'm gonna be honest because a lot of like gym athletes will be like yeah I swear by this don't eat me or eat meat minimally and like don't eat dairy I'm like I can assure you I've been doing that for quite some time now and I have dairy in minimal amounts and I don't feel any crazy different like I don't like I'm gonna be really honest like I don't feel that crazy any different but I feel different in the sense that the environmental aspect I feel great like I know that even though I'm just like one person and my sister also she's completely vegan so she's not contributing to the environmental aspect of you know agriculture and neither am I with like meat and dairy so I do it for that mainly and I feel great when I do that and I'm not eating such high processed food like that because it is like a really big pollution like a polluter in this planet so I do take it seriously but yeah present day though I feel a bit more confident in myself but I mean it's just really hard like some days I look at myself and I'm like dude you need to fucking never go out in public looking like that like it's like it's like a balance like some days and a few days I'm like oh my god yeah I'm great I look great today but most of the days I don't and anytime I sit down bro anytime I sit down I just feel like I'm overflowing down there when it's probably not the case. Like I probably don't need to be looking at my body that way, but like I do 
because I've had body dysmorphia just like instilled in my head for so long from my fucking dad and then like society and then I was on the internet way too young I check I can go into a whole topic about that too I've been on the internet since I was about like 11 I think I was on Twitter at like age 12, like not even kidding, which is like a year younger than their requirement for being on the website. But I think now it's like 17 and above that you have to be on the website or their app. It was a lot different back then. I've had Twitter for almost for over a decade. And I can assure you, I've lived every era of Twitter and every era of Tumblr because I was on Tumblr for wait I was like that one little kid that like was in middle school in like eighth grade where like they would listen to like Lana Del Rey on the way to class and be like no one understands me like (laughs) I was that kid and yeah I was that kid I was that kid I listened to like Lana like way and like even in high school like like ninth grade I did not talk to anyone because I just like hated everyone I was like really emo but like not emo like not the whole phase of emo like not like the dark clothes or anything like that like I was just like distant, I was antisocial. And like in my headphones, I'd be like, will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? Like literally, like I was such a Lana fan at the time. But anyways, like it's just so hard and like, like, it's just crazy to unpack sometimes, like this whole body dysmorphia thing. Like I remember also like dating especially, oh my God, I can go into a whole topic about dating. I have dated some questionably looking men, I have. But like at the same time, I liked them for a reason, you know? Like every time I look back, I'm like, well, you liked them for a reason, so you really can't like insult their looks. But at the same time, like if they really did me wrong, I'm like petty about it. I'm like, oh, like he was hideous. Like I I was like, no, like I shouldn't have even like looked at him. But like, here we are, you know? In reality, grander scheme of things, I liked them for a reason. I found them attractive in some way, you know? I can't really be that petty about it. But I have dated some questionable men. (laughs) Like I have dated some questionably looking men. I have. And I think one of them, I'm not really sorry. Like, I, he really sucks. I fucking hate him. Like, he is ugly and trash. And honestly, a lot of other things I don't really need to say. But not worth the energy. But in general, like, I just think it's really shallow and superficial for people to be like, oh my god, I won't date them if they're like 150 and above. I won't date them if they're like chubby or whatever. I just think that's really superficial. I think that's really fucked up. Like, me personally... I saw this one guy on Bumble that I matched with like months ago. Actually, no, just kidding. I downloaded Bumble again during quarantine because I was really bored and I just wanted, you know, attention because I'm a Gemini. I'm really stick in the head sometimes. But anyways, um, I matched with this guy actually recently and he's like a whole cop. I'm like, Ugh. and I accidentally matched with him because I was like trying to like swipe left and then like accidentally I think my phone slipped and then I swiped right I was like oh fuck no 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 wait oh my god I should bring his bumble profile I'm gonna read his bumble profile oh my god I'll be right back here we are reading reading this man's match I god I just wish I never matched him he's so I just know I just know he voted for Trump like I don't need anyone to tell me that like I just know he did Anyways, his bio. (laughs) Latinas have a special place in my heart. I'm 24 and I have my shit together. What else do you want to hear? Who wants to go grab food and go on a picnic? Okay, that last part, fair, but like, a cab, you know what I mean? He's like, what makes a relationship great is loyalty, love, and margaritas. He does have a dog, though, I'll give him that. But there is this one picture of him that... (laughs) Yo, like... 
I just, I know this man's on steroids. Like, I just know it. Like, no one is that muscular naturally. And it gave me anxiety because, like, I, it just gave me anxiety. Like, I don't find that attractive in any shape, way, or form. But, like, hey, if you're a man that goes and, like, wants to bodybuild, go for it. It's just not my cup of tea. If he, honestly, like, my man can't be hotter than me. Like, that's just, I know that's really fucked up sometimes. Well, okay, no. Let me, let me rephrase that. Like, I know he's going to be hot because in my point of view, he is. But, like, I just have to be that bitch. Like, I just have to be. Like, I don't know why I had to be the prettiest person in the whole room. Like, I, like there's this one meme I saw that was, like, I had to be the prettiest person at the grocery store for some reason. And it's so true. Like, I will get dolled up just to go to the fucking grocery store. Why? Don't know. Wish I could understand and wish I could tell you, but I, I don't know. And <laughs> he's, like, too fucking muscular. Like, I feel like if he, like, touched me with his fucking pinky, I would, like, die. I don't need that. For what? Like, I don't want to lay on a rock. Like, I don't. I don't want to lay on a fucking rock in bed. Like, I don't. Like, I want to lay on, like, softness. And I want to lay safely somewhere. Why would I do that with somebody that has rock-hard abs? I don't want that. I don't. I don't. So, there's that. <laughs> there's that. <clears throat> but yeah, not my type. But anyways. And then this other time I matched with this one other guy on Bumble a while back, like, while back, like, maybe a couple months, yeah, a couple months ago, and he asked me what my body looked like, and he was, I was just like, wait, what, and he's like, oh, as long as you don't look like Lizzo, and I'm like, oh my god, stop talking, please stop talking, it's just very shallow, you know, and I don't know why men are so quick to go to the Lizzo example, like, Lizzo is quite successful, and Honestly, she knows how to do her makeup so beautifully. I'm like, I wish I could. I have like two left hands. Like I can't even do like a straight like fucking line anywhere, let alone on my face. So props to Lizzo. She is so talented. And also she is sexy in her own way. Why does it matter? Like that's so not anyone's business. And not only like the whole Lizzo example, like, mus like music artists, like Adele. I remember like Adele posted a picture of her with like a dramatic, like no, a dramatic weight loss. And people were like, oh my God, oh my God, I love Adele. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, you are not about to go hype up Adele and be a huge fan as of all of a sudden, like you've never heard of her or cared about her back then, but all of a sudden she has lost weight and you're going crazy for her. No, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm tired of articles like being like, oh, when a musician or anybody in the public eye loses weight, it's like, oh my God such great news. I'm like, it's really not anything news breaking. It's just somebody's personal, like, weight loss story. Like, why do you need to publicize it? Like, it's just so shallow and fucked up. But anyways, this goes for everyone. If you want to lose weight and, like, you really are serious about it, then fucking go for it. It's going to take a lot of time, but it's worth it if you really want to go for that. But if you're comfortable with the way you are, wherever you are, then fucking do whatever you want. Do whatever the hell you want. Wear whatever you want. And nobody should tell you what you can and can't wear. Like, that's just straight up how it is. But like I mentioned, working out shouldn't be involving just losing weight. Like, it really shouldn't be. Like, I put, like, a lot of people, a lot of value on that, and I get it. But honestly, at the end of the day, working out is mainly for your sole purpose of just, like, understanding how your body works. Because everybody is different, like, as lame as that sounds, as lame and cliche as that sounds. Every body is different. 
and I struggle with it too, you know, I struggle with it, and like I mentioned, eating healthy, (sighs) eating healthy is great, but also I can understand that it's not always the most financially, like, accessible thing like eating healthy is expensive i i have i can't even tell you how many times i've spent over 30 dollars on a salad and i went to malibu farm cafe in fucking malibu and i can assure you i'm never gonna go there again because their staff is such an asshole their boss is such an asshole and their salad was 35 dollars. i'm like ma'am no 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 no. this is stupid as fuck fuck you and the one and only time I will ever go to Malibu Farm the one time I went I hated it all my friends were like yeah let's go I'm like okay sure I guess like I'm down to try it I immediately regret it and the second I left I was like I am never going there again because I found a bug in my salad dead ass I found a bug in my salad I tell the um I tell this the waiter and I'm like hey like I don't really want to be rude or anything but there is a bug in my salad like can I please get another one or at least get a refund anything like anything anything would have been fine and they're like oh yeah let me just get somebody hour goes by nothing and then I asked again I'm like hey um can I please talk to someone I found a bug in my salad and they're like oh yeah for sure let me get somebody nothing happens another hour passes by then we have to tell anybody that works there like not even just a waiter or anything like anybody that had like a malibu farm tag like fucking like name tag we had to like ask them like hey we've been waiting for over two hours can we please talk to somebody she found a bug in her salad let's just do that let's talk to somebody and then um what's it called they were like yeah of course and then finally somebody comes over and they're like hey um so we really can't give you a refund but we can give you like a new salad i'm like fine i guess i'll go for that so they give me the salad. They give me the new salad, bug free, great. Then we were I like, no, I think they gave me the new salad, but they didn't mention like any refund or anything. So I got the new salad, ate it, whatever, great. And then the bill comes and they still charge me for the fucking salad. Like nothing was half off, nothing, no refund or anything. And I'm like, fuck you like what the hell so then my friend she like stepped up to the plate because i have been tired of asking and she's like she found a bug in horse in her salad bro her salad where is the refund if you're not gonna give us a refund can we at least get like a free dessert anything like anything like she found something in her salad that you can't eat like there's a bug. like do i even need to say anymore there was a bug in my salad and then the manager or whoever it was comes up and they're like unfortunately since we gave you the new salad and you ate it we can only do that i'm like um really so you're wow okay and then eventually we got the free dessert anyways and i'm like fuck you honestly i'm never coming back here ever again and yeah i can understand how bougie shit like bougie healthy places are stupid and they're shallow and eating healthy is very expensive because the salad was 30 something dollars without the half percentage off or at least the free dessert whatever the fuck they gave me so never going there again so i don't really recommend malibu farm fuck them they suck but anyways eating man eating like i mentioned i am meat and somewhat dairy free so i just know i i like i said i i don't feel any different with that i don't feel any different but like i mentioned as well eating healthy is pretty expensive and and I mean expensive in the sense when you're out in public, like I mentioned with Malibu Farm. Like, it was a very expensive salad when it shouldn't have been. It's literally just leaves. That's all it is with protein. I can make that at home. But I was out. I was, like, going to dinner with friends. Like, I wasn't, like, 
can I make myself a salad? Like I just wanted to eat their salad because everything else on their menu was kind of gross. I was like, I don't want any of this. I just want a salad and the salad looks great. So let's go for that. And look how it backfired. So as of now, I eat whatever I want kind of in a minimal way because like when I eat fries and like let's say if I order fries from a place and they give me like two set of fries I'll only eat one or something like that like I mean like in that sense like I watch myself in that aspect and I don't know my mom and my mom really like gave my sister and I very healthy food growing up which I'm very thankful for and I thank her for that every day like she gave us like really good food and she made it like with all her love you know like mother's cooking is so it's like so special and I always will hold a place in my heart for about it and I was very luckily I was very happy and lucky that I got like such healthy food made by my mom almost every day honestly like every few times we would go to like McDonald's or anything like that you know I was very lucky in that sense and I'm very grateful for that experience because I know that's very difficult And I know that's not always easy for some families and I understand, I am very grateful for that experience, but not always, not everyone has that experience and that's okay. Like everybody finds their way to be healthy in their own way and your body reacts differently to a different, like a couple things. Like actually, I have been drinking tea as the coffee enthusiast that I am because recently, recently, um, I have been working out constantly this entire quarantine, every single day my sister and my mom as well, all of us. And unfortunately, we're very obsessed with talking about the topic of weight. Like, you know, I've always, I told my mom even, I'm like, I really don't want to talk about weight anymore. Like we talk about it all the time. Like, I just don't want to talk about that. It's just not something I care that much about anymore. Like I'm already, like, I already hate my body as it is sometimes. Like, I don't need you to talk about it anymore. I don't need you to tell me what size you are. Like I, I'm tired of talking about that. And in all honesty, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like, I just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, there are more things to talk about. Like, why don't we put more value on ourselves? Like, us as women and, like, us as people. Like, why do I have to put so much value on how our body looks? Like, I'm tired of thinking that way. I'm tired of living in that. And I already live like that every single day in the society as a woman. Like, I don't need to go home and, like, also talk about that. So, I'm tired of it, really. I really am. And... I've been working out every single day in quarantine and I also felt like the last mistake I made in quarantine was, you know, every day I would work out every other day before I started working out every day. I would work out every other day. So like Monday I would work out, Tuesday I wouldn't, Wednesday I would, like that kind of schedule. And then I would see myself, I would see my sister working out every day and I was like, oh fuck, I should do that. Why am I not doing that? I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get like so big. I'm going to be so fat. Oh my God, fuck. I'm going to be so fat and fucking quarantine. No, I want to keep my four pack. I had the four pack at the time, but I don't anymore. And I finally got the courage to work out every day. And Loki has been a really terrible decision on my end because I dance Mondays and Tuesdays. No, one, Mondays and Wednesdays, according to my schedule. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would work out like minimally in a shorter amount of time, but I would dance on Mondays and Wednesdays. I do this all at home, by the way. So I would work out five days a week. And then Fridays, uh, depending on how my body would be, I would either do abs and core or I would do dance depending on how it is. And then every weekend I would, you know, just go about that schedule. And one day I woke up in like around late October, I woke up and my left knee was weird. Like I felt off. Like I felt like it wasn't my knee. I was like, what the fuck? Why is my knee like kind of in discomfort right now? I wasn't in pain. I was in more of discomfort. 
and I was panicking because I'm a whole dancer. Like I, anything that happens down on my legs, it's like, I, I panic immediately. I try not to, but like I panic quite deeply. And the first thing I did was Google. And then the second thing I did was Google orthopedic doctors near me. <laughs> so I went to the doctor about it. And then she's like, maybe you're just overworking it. So she gave me a knee brace and she gave me instructions like turmeric and um, other like joint vitamins for your joints and your body and like your bones. So I, I was, I, it was like a wake up call for me. I was like, okay, work out, but take it fucking easy because I wasn't taking it easy. Like I would be very conscious of how my body is when I dance, because like if I overwork my body or one part of my body, um, I will feel it quite quickly. And I just have to be like fully aware. And I'm still not fully aware of my body, like even though I kind of, and I mostly am, but I have a lot more to learn as much as like I say I'm aware of it, but I have a lot to learn. Like it's like a never ending life journey that you understand your body and what it needs. And it's always changing, always fluctuating weight wise and what your body needs. And like, first of all, I don't really like fish stuff. I like sushi and stuff, but I just know my body needs like some sort of seafood, even though I'm not that crazy about it. So if I have the opportunity, I will eat seafood as much as I'm not that crazy about it, but I just know that my body needs it as much as I don't really like it or I'm not that fan of it. But if somebody makes it really well, then it's great. If somebody makes a good fish, then I'm all about it. My mom knows how to make great fish. So I'm like, okay, fine. I will eat your fish. Fine. I will eat the fish you make at home. I'm very thankful for that anyways, but why does that have to be fish, you know? But I went to the doctor and then they told me they prescribed she prescribed me everything and then i'm wearing the knee brace and one day i wake up like it it go it like calms down for a bit and i don't dance because i knew it came from dance cuz like i am overworking muscles and trying to get, gain more muscle in the process of me working out different muscles like it's a lot it's a lot and people don't think that dance is a sport Ooh, do i have a conversation for you man um, and dance is the reason why i lost so much weight because you're using so much of your core and your upper body to like help you do anything plus your legs like doing all of that in sync is very difficult and I still have yet to master that but I will get there but I woke up one day and it was fine I was feeling better and then I decided to do like an ab and core which isn't so much on my legs it's not so much on my feet you know I was like mainly on the on my back or my stomach or on my sides and everything I was making sure I was very cautious of where I was putting my workout and then it got worse because I kept working out, which I shouldn't have. And I should have learned, I should have known better. Really, I should have. And she was like, take a rest. And I was like, okay, you mean workout still? Okay, got it. Like I didn't take her advice. I should have. And so I fully stopped working out for like almost a week. And during that time, I think I woke up one day and like my left knee was actually in pain. Like I was really, really, I was like, I cried. Like I was, it was really bad. I put on the knee brace and like I was sobbing. I was like, oh my God, my dance career is over before it starts. Like I was panicking. And then I drank some turmeric tea. I went to Whole Foods and I got turmeric tea and then I drank it and boom, cured overnight. I swear, I, I shit you not, that was the real story. I was in pain the morning of and then I drank turmeric tea, which was even half of it. Like I didn't even, I didn't even drink the full thing. I think it, I think tea is disgusting, it's gross but it really helped me and it really helped my body and it helped my injury or minor injury, if you want to call it. It was just a more of a muscle inflammation that got a little too inflamed. And yeah, that's why like now I drink tea 
as much as I love coffee and miss it so much. I miss coffee more than anything. But I did have Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which I recommend. Chef's kiss, like honestly, Starbucks whom, Starbucks whom. And I had Dunkin' coffee after months of not having it. And dude, I like felt so weird. I felt so off. I felt like I was lightheaded. I felt like really different. My body was not reacting really well to the coffee that I haven't had in months, let alone having tea all the time for like turmeric or chamomile. Because I drink turmeric tea every single day, twice a day. One in the morning and then one in the nighttime because my body really needs turmeric. Like my body reacts really well to turmeric. Like I mentioned, once you know your body, you know what it needs. And my body needs turmeric as a dancer and choreographer that I want to be. So I need it all the time. And when I drink coffee, I was fine before I, you know, would drink tea. I was totally fine. My body would react really well to coffee. Like, didn't any, you know, nothing happened. Like, nothing crazy would happen. I did get a little jittery as much as, you know, I hate to admit I do love coffee. I always will. I'm always a coffee fan. But my body needed for me to switch to tea, unfortunately. I, I hate that. I, I wish it wasn't that way. But it is. So, with that said, um... Please, if you're going to work out at all, please be careful with yourself. And please, if you're gonna do like a new like type of workout, please try to find, you know, you're a, a like specialist or somebody that knows what they're talking about, like a gym athlete or anything like that, really, or just a coach or something like that, trainer, whatever you wanna call it. Please don't make the same mistake I did and almost cost you your whole life, really. And also I learned that I have flat feet. I was like a couple days old when I found that out. I had no idea. And then like my orthopedic doctor, she was like, you have flat feet. I'm like, do I? And like it all made, it all came flashing back in my head. I was like, that's why I get tired standing up so much. (laughs) It all made sense. So hopefully this was helpful. I hope that somebody can relate to this in some way. But um, I'm going to sign off and have some turmeric tea for my knees and for my body. So please remember that your body is very sacred in any in, like, in any and every way. And you have a great body no matter what anyone thinks, whatever you may think, your body is fine the way it is. And you should care about how your body is helping you in your life. It's like giving you life. It's giving you breath. It's giving you fucking functioning organs. Like that's kind of what matters most. Like a body is not an aesthetic. So please take care of yourselves in this time quarantine. Please stay healthy and safe. And I will sign off right now. It is 5 p.m. or almost 6 p.m. So I'm gonna have some dinner and have some, you know, tea. And I'm going to call it a day. And I hope that this was helpful in some way for anybody. Because there's nothing wrong with your body. Your brain is lying to you. And I think we all can learn from that. So I'm going to sign off. And bye!